Hey guys, and welcome back to Holding Space with Whitney Jean. I'm your host, Whitney, and I am so glad that you decided to hit play on today's episode. In today's episode, we talk with Crystal Hagel, who is an incredible, incredible human being and friend, and she is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to nutrition and eating a balanced diet. She is an incredible inspiration and leader in being present, connecting that mind-body connection when it comes to food, when it comes to being present, when it comes to really just being the best version of yourself. And I am so excited for you guys to hear this episode because in today's episode, we talk about creating a foundation, a new blueprint to create those daily habits that will in turn give you more freedom, will give you more flexibility, and is quite the opposite of restriction and holding back from the things that you love, uh, doing the things that you love, and really just allowing you to create a more present and abundant life. I cannot wait for you to hear all of these good things. So, Crystal, do you want to share with everyone a little bit about you, your journey, um, just a little bit about you? Yeah, for sure. So um, it's a surprise where I am now. I didn't really grow up um, with healthy foods, healthy thoughts, or anything like that. Um, I grew up in the trailer park in Rathrum and, you know, divorced family, typical. Um, I don't know. It was it was interesting. I have a lot of like traumas that I grew up with and I'm recovering from, but beyond all that, there was always like this message when I was a teenager, um, to like, just be healthy. Like I drank water instead of the soda that was available. And my parents always, um, like, Oh, Crystal wants the water kind of thing. Um, I kind of, that's where my whole healthy inspiration kind of came from and started. I always was kind of like a black sheep of the family and enjoyed being kind of the rebel too. I like to do things my own way. And I always like to question why I definitely did not like to just go with the way that things were going. So now I, now that I have the capacity to be aware of like the beauty, essentially in the breakdown, like growing up through all that, um, and where I'm at now, yeah, it's, with that health and the wisdom that comes from your food, it really starts right there. So I'm super passionate about just taking a second to be with your food, bless your food, let that food become a part of you. And with that, like you do connect to everything and everyone better. I feel like the, the connection is a lot better. So beyond the passion for food and the way that we make it, and we eat it. I love getting outside. I love with my family and my friends. I like to be social, but I also like to be recluse, especially when it's cold outside. Um, but that about sums it up, I would say, on a very fast level. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, 
no, I totally, I totally get it. And I think that a lot of people don't understand the power of the food that you put in your body. Um, I know that, how do you eat? How, in what way do you eat that you think is great for your body and how you would recommend other people to eat? Yeah. So it definitely does depend upon each person. I do believe that, um, a balance, like a big portion of your meals should be plant-based and I believe in the power of animal protein. So, but it depends on where it's sourced. So I try to think of in a way that's regenerative, like, which totally look that up. If you don't know what that is, it's kind of this new, a nuance essentially, but how your meat actually takes care of the earth. And yeah, like it provides you with proteins and amino acids and a bunch of different vitamins and minerals that you can't get from plants. So, but a big portion of your meal should be plant-based. And then I realized like, do I need a lot of carbs? Do I not need a lot of carbs? I've totally been in the place of trying to figure it out. Like, do I not, is it bad to eat fruit at night? Is it not? Is it, is it okay? I try to step away from that and just realize like, no, like if I'm just eating basically a primal diet, what do I eat? I eat meat and veggies and fruits. And yeah, I definitely do think that, um, that could pretty much go to anybody as -hmm. well. Like, I think that that there's power in that balanced plate. Right. Do you consume like gluten and dairy? I know those are two hot topics within the Mm -hmm. food world. Yeah. So socially I do eat gluten and dairy. Um, I don't eat gluten or dairy in my home. So that's pretty, I don't cook with it. I don't eat it here. And, um, I think like the way that it comes in forms is pizza. I'm out and about and there's pizza or I really like to go to craft restaurants and eat dairy. Um, I do feed my family dairy, but I definitely do not feed them gluten at all. Um, there's a lot of information about wheat and how it doesn't matter who it is, whether they can tolerate it or not. It does affect, I can't remember exactly the chemicals. I'm not there yet, but, um, it does permeate your stomach lining and creates, a whole source of different types of issues from autoimmunities to foggy brain to just sickness and stomach pain and thyroid issues, like so many different things. And it's not just wheat itself, but it is a big part, not to mention the fact that most of our wheat is from GMO source wheat plants. And then also with dairy, I'm totally okay. And for feeding my family grass-fed, organic farm-raised dairy. I think that's natural. Um, I don't personally, because I do have an intolerance to it right now. My body doesn't really handle it, but I do know the types of dairies that I can tolerate. So cheese would be easier for me than having a bowl of ice cream. Right. But when I do eat it, I try to make sure it's sourced ethically and at least grass fed again, unless I'm social, I don't trip out about everything when I'm out and about with friends, you know, Right. And I think that's super important to take into consideration. I really like the numbers of like 80, 20 of eating 80% of the time, eating really well, eating really clean, uh, eating to nourish your body. But there also is that room for 20% of the time of having fun with friends. And if that includes a beer or if that includes some ice cream or, or if that includes some pizza, that's okay too, because I mean, mental, mentally, mental health is important and 
getting together with friends and enjoying that without thinking about overthinking it and worrying about what you're going to put in your mouth, I think is really important. Aside from, of course, really bad allergies. Totally. Yeah. Like if you don't have an allergy and it's not bad, like it's not shitty food, it's not molding or anything like that. I wouldn't really worry about it as long as you are keeping that good 80, 20 balance, 90, 10, whatever really works for you. It's always like just starting where you're at and progressing to get to, you know, maybe a 90, 10 or 80, 20. Right. I would say I'm more like a 80, 20. Right. Personally. Right. Uh, what, what, if you could think back to what started you all on this, like where, what brought you into this space of being so passionate about the food that you are putting into your mouth about educating yourself on what food does for your body and your journey around, like what started this, what brought you here? Yeah, it's a really good question. I get that question a lot actually, because like I said, if you knew my background, I was totally like trailer park style. I grew up on the banquet, uh, freezer meals and pancakes and Coca-Cola, but not even like the name brand. It was the Sam's choice, right? Um, donuts, but I always had stomach issues. Like I remember I had anxiety as a kid. I remember having like a panic attack when I was really young. I can't remember the age, but, um, I knew I moved. It was when I was in Idaho. So I had at least been like five to seven because I lived in California for a while. And I, I don't know, like at some point, Oh, actually now I know where it's coming from. So my, my dad's family, they have a whole skew of a bunch of different, like just genetic shit. Like if you look at, um, like a intake for a medical doctor and like, I'm crossing off almost every single one of those things. And my dad kind of fucked with my head a little bit. Not that he meant to, but he like diet, like diabetes and being obese on that side is like kind of a thing. And so when I turned 10, I remember him saying, now is the time to watch what you're eating. If you don't want to like, look like the rest of the family. And I've always been like kind of a little girl, but you know, that scared the shit out of me. I'm like, I want to be like that. I saw my grandma like injecting herself with insulin every single day. And then it kind of turned into, um, almost like a disorderly kind of thing. I was an athlete and I started counting fat because that's back in the day where like you counted fat, not really calories or anything, or you counted calories and how much fat. And if I remember reading this thing that if it was three grams or less than fat, then it was good for you. Right. So that's kind of where it started. And then I had a boyfriend that was like, no, progressive soup is not good for you. Yeah. It says it's hundred calories, but it's not that good for you. I always tried to be my healthiest self, but I just didn't know that I was actually not. I still ate a lot of like preserved foods. And then I transitioned to, it just kind of kept growing. Right. Then I was like, okay, organic. I, cause I wanted to, I would pack on some pounds. I'm like, how do I get back to like, not being having this extra little chub on me? Not that it really matters this day, but, um, through all that research, that's how I ended up here. But a big pivotal moment for me was when I was 23 and I was vegan, I, not completely vegan for two years. I would eat, you know, like an egg here again, social, like some chicken. But for the most part, when I was at home, I was eating a vegan based diet and dude, I got so sick. I, my stomach, I looked like I was like five months pregnant. I was just getting, I had asthma 
I was getting sick with bronchitis all the time. And I just like IBS symptoms. I literally would not go to the bathroom for like two weeks at a time. It was awful. And it was, yeah, it was so shitty. And I kept doing my research about it. And it said that it could be linked to food allergies. And I went, saw all the different doctors and even finally went to a gastro specialist. And he's like, I've never heard that. Usually if you have food allergies, it's linked to like IBS D, you know, where you're constantly in the bathroom. And finally I got my tax return, went to a naturopath, had a food allergy test. And that honestly was what really changed my life. I found kind of a primal diet um, that worked around all of the intolerances and allergies and then healed myself. Like I haven't used an inhaler and in, since I was 23, I'm 20, going to be 29 this year. Um, yeah. I lost like all this inflammation and yeah, it was, it's been wild. So with that, I would say was the biggest change. And then just through like business school and everything, I got hired at a chiropractic wellness office and learning that to kind of just change my life. And then I took my health coaching course. So I'm constantly learning things. I've always been interested in health. Right. That's amazing. And I think that it, it, I love that you touched on the micro versus macronutrient type thing of, yes, the progressive soup is only hundred calories and the fat mm-hmm. content is really low, but what actual micronutrients are in this can of soup? virtually mm-hmm. none. Um, and I, and I think that's why I admire the way that you eat so much is because you do eat such a plant-based micronutrient in a micronutrient way, focused way where it's not so much on, am I, and maybe the, and behind the scenes it is, but am I getting enough protein? Am, am I getting enough carbs? Am I eating and not like to the point of fat that I need to eat? I don't feel like you're monitoring that, but I feel like Mm -hmm. you're more so on the sense of, am I getting enough nutrition for my body to fuel it in the way that it needs? Yeah. I want to just totally, I want to fuel my adventures. Like I like to get outside. I'm nursing right now. I also don't like being hungry. It makes me very mad. (laughs) So I want to eat to feel good, you know? (laughs) Right. And that being said, like, go ahead. No, go ahead. That being said, like I, I got to say, like, I don't have six pack abs and I don't like, I don't look like your posed American girl, you know, on the front cover of the magazine, which I think this is changing with the whole body image, um, love your body kind of movement, which is awesome. But I'm healthy, you know, when it's put down on paper and like the things that I can do, like I feel good. And I know it's from the foods I eat. It's, it's intuitive. Like if I want to eat a freaking salad in the morning, I will. But I mean, I, I, I don't right. just like, put myself into these boxes. It's totally open, you know? Right. It's not so restrictive. And I really mm-hmm. like that because with, with creating those habits, with creating that foundation of, I'm just going to eat what feels right, but I'm also nourishing my body. I'm going to eat those foods that are good for me. And when you continuously do that and you create that habit of eating good foods, your body craves those foods. Mm-hmm. It's, it stops craving the sugar as much as it you used to crave it. And it creates this foundation of you can eat what you want. You can eat, you eat, there's like ultimate freedom in just having these few really good habits, drinking your water, um, eating your, the plant-based foods, getting enough protein in that is sourced ethically that is, um, from like, a 
um, farm fresh beef or what have you, like, where is that sourced from? And, and having those few good habits that you've created, I think it was you that, uh, recommended I read the book, the power of habit. Mm -hmm. Um, yes. Which is a great book because you learn in there what the ultimate power of habit really is. And I think that with food, if we, you can have a few really good habits, the rest of it comes so easy and you really do feel more free than you do restricted. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. It totally makes sense because again, I reckon I like, I, I don't remember archetype tests I took, but it said I was a rebel. And I'm just saying right now, if you put me onto a fad diet, I'm going to last maybe tomorrow till right. tomorrow, maybe not even till tonight. I don't know. The moment you tell me I can't do something, I want it more. So if you're going to say no chocolate, like, listen, I'm going to go eat all the chocolate. <laughs> I'm going to eat so it all. I'm the same way. I am yeah. the same way. You can't restrict like any sort of feeling of restriction. I can't do it. Like if I'm like, okay, I'm going to start eating clean, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And I even consider the idea of cutting anything out. I'm like, that I want it. I want it right, right now. And so any sort of restriction, and that's where I think that these habits are so great is because it creates ultimate freedom. Yes. In the beginning, it may take a little bit of work to mm-hmm. navigate that, but once you have it down, drinking your gallon of water a day, or not even a gallon, like whatever feels good to you, mm-hmm. um, eating your fruits and veggies and consuming a whole food-based diet is it gets easier because that's the food that your body starts craving. That's the food that nourishes it. Um, did you notice any differences between, uh, when you were eating the progressive soup and, and focusing more on calorie based and fat based, um, have you noticed a difference between then and now spiritually, like with meditation, with anything like that? Have you noticed a difference spiritually? I mean, all I gotta say is at the brink of like my health where it wasn't awesome. Um, that 23 mark, I just, I call it, I think you, I've heard you call it the dark night of the soul. I call it my dark days. Mm-hmm. And I, before I ever heard that, I was just like, yeah, my dark days, dude, I was a bitch. And I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Like there was this one moment where I was talking to my father's dad and I was about ready to use every manipulation tactic on him. And all of a sudden it just shifted. And that's I like, I just stopped. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything to you because I don't want to hurt you. And I was like, okay, that's kind of where it all changed. So the more clean I ate, I feel like I was able to do more, like perform better in the sense of, cause like I said, I like to get outside. That's how I ground. That's how I connect with source. And so it's clean. It's clearer. I, yeah, I, if you're not feeling good, like it's always going to be foggy. I mean, not always, I can't say that because I I know that there's a lot of people that don't eat really well and they're still connected to source, but like, could you imagine like being so clear-minded that like, it just takes off that fog. Mm -hmm. So for me personally, yeah. And I still have a lot of room to make. Right. Totally. and, And I think that part of that has to do with the fact that everything has a vibration, everything has a frequency. And if you're eating popcorn and soda and ice cream and pizza every single day that Mm -hmm. weighs in that's super dense that there's Mm -hmm. a certain frequency to that but if you're eating potatoes and veggies and uh apples and bananas and um 
good protein and you're eating those healthier things that make you feel better, the mm-hmm. vibration, there's a different vibration in that too. So if you're raising your frequency, you can raise your frequency, your vibration in so many different ways. People always ask how, how do I raise my vibration? How to, how do I open my spiritual gifts? How do I learn more about them or dive deeper or get, or, or get better in my spiritual practice and my spiritual gifts? I think number one is food because food is fuel. You are what you eat. If you're eating high vibrational food, you're going to feel high vibrational. If you're eating super dense, carby, um, wheat based foods, you're going to be feel super foggy. You're going Mm -hmm. to feel super dense. And the goal is to not feel dense. The goal is to feel super expansive. The goal is to feel super high vibrational. So how can you do that? You can do that through your food. You can do that through the things that you fuel your body with. Totally. Yeah, no, that's huge. And you can still like, okay, I can notice more now since it's been a few years that I've been eating clean. Um, what it does to me when I do go off on like a little, like say I go out of town for a weekend, I still eat pretty well, but there's moments where I'm like, the pizza is going to bog me down. Right. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it does. Maybe I'm going to have too many drinks that I'm going to feel that the next day. So in that moment, it feels right. And that's all you can really go with. It's like, this feels good right now, but tomorrow you might be feeling a different way. And that's when you kind of realize like, is it worth it? Is it worth it to eat that? Or to have that many Moscow mules or something. <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> <It> sounds good. <laughs> it feels good in the moment. Like I'm having a lot of fun right now, mm-hmm. but like tomorrow, is this really going to feel good? And I totally relate to that because mine is when I, I get out with some friends and I'm, I'm drinking and I'm having fun. Like I could do that all night long. I can mm-hmm. be in that energy all night long, but then the next day my teeth hurt and my head hurt and I just feel crappy. And I'm like, why did I do that to myself? And it's so funny because as you go down this road and as you start eating better, it hits you harder. I'm like, I was just having the conversation the other day of, I have no idea how I used to do it during my drinking days of drinking with friends all the time, just casually. I'm Mm -hmm. like, now I have two <laughs> drinks and I'm done. Like, and I have a hangover for two days. Dude, I feel that. Like, and also downtown with some cricket nachos. And <laughs> oh man, the way that you feel the next day is something else. I, but sometimes, like, okay, so that's a part of it too is as you go down the road, like, it's really small start steps. Like, it starts with, um, you don't have to get rid of the potato chips, right? You maybe switch it for a similar kind of taste and flavor for something that's made with non-GMO oils or something. And you don't have to get rid of anything. It's just these small things. It's not like, Hey, cut all this shit out and only eat like protein and veggies. No, that's not what it's about. It's like, you still get to, there's a girl I used to work with. And she said, I just got to fuel my soul right now. And she meant that she would have like her super sweet coffee. And like, yeah, like I feel happier when I eat chocolate. That's my thing. And I have dessert almost every single day because like I used to maybe eat a whole pint of ice cream in high school. And now a pint of ice cream can last me two weeks because I put it into this tiny little bowl and I just eat it with pleasure. So that's the biggest part too, is like, I don't have to, okay. 
eight out of 10 times, I'm not eating with distractions. I bless my food. I sit there. I think about everybody that prepared the food, send them love. I bless the food for myself that I digest it with ease and that my acts be of service to spirit. And I take in all the sensory around that. Like what is this flavor? What is the texture? What's going on around me? And I breathe, I put down my fork and I take bites of it because we're so like constantly on the go that we can't even taste our food anymore. People are forgetting to eat. And like, it's causing a whole shrew of different issues right now because we're not even eating. And then when we are eating, we're not actually eating. We're not, we're not doing that. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's so interesting because we've completely lost as a society, how to be present, present Mm -hmm. in your mealtime. Are you on your phone while you're eating dinner with your spouse? Are you um, eating with intention? Are you eating with the TV on? Are you eating? Like, how are you putting and making? are you making, it's almost like you have to make mealtime a ritual in the sense of like, okay, praying before our food. Like I was raised in a very religious family. Like you prayed before you ate dinner, you ate dinner as a family. And like, that was really great. But it's almost like, I, I have to take that to the next level of like, okay, I need to be fully present here. I'm turning off my phone. I'm turning off the TV. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to bless my food and I'm going to pray over my food. And just like you are saying, and be fully present, be fully Mm -hmm. here, fully and completely feel what is going on with each bite, with each um, piece of food. Yeah. You got to get out of that like constant state of stress. You got to digest with ease. And the only way you're going to do that is if you just pause for a moment and it's not, it's not easy. Like, like I said, I still catch myself doing it, like getting on my phone. Like I have a lot of shit to do, you know, Mm -hmm. we all do. And it just doesn't seem like there's any time to even, you know, take that moment for yourself to eat. But like, honestly, like you said, it starts with food. And if you're not taking the time to even take 20 minutes or say you eat your meal in five minutes, like even taking five minutes to yourself to just like take in that pleasure, like eating should be a pleasurable experience. And I don't know. I just, I think that's something that everybody needs to work on again, myself included, but just to separate for a second. And that's all about that present moment that you're talking about. You have to remind yourself it's a habit. Right. And, and building a habit takes time. Um, I think it was in the power of habit that they talked about. They did studies based on learning something and creating a new habit. If you make it fun versus just doing something over and over and over again, like affirmations and you don't bring any joy, it takes like a thousand times. But if you incorporate fun, the reason why uh, kids learn so quickly and build habits so quickly is because they're having fun doing it. So how can you incorporate fun into every single thing that you're doing during the day so that you can be present in that moment? Uh, And that goes with eating, that goes with washing the dishes, that goes with going on a walk with your dog, like how can you make those daily mundane tasks more Mm -hmm. fun? And it could be as simple as get having fun with your praying over your food, uh, feeling joy and love for every single person like you do of who got that food to your table in front Mm -hmm. of you. Uh, what, how can you incorporate that vibration, that frequency, that energy into what you're doing here in that moment and bringing yourself really into that moment versus allowing yourself to think about what you need to do for work. Think about all the chores that you have to do for the rest of the day, like just spending five minutes 
in that present moment with your food has such a great effect on your daily habits. Yes. But also on your emotional well-being. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm currently reading, and I know that you're going to be reading it here soon, the how to do the work by Dr. Mm-hmm. Nicole LaPera. Mm-hmm. And she talks a lot about being present in the body and the emotional effect of allowing yourself to emotionally be present. Whether that's, like I said, I think her um, comparison was doing the dishes, spending five minutes, just fully doing the dishes. How does the soap feel? How does um, the brush feel on there? What are the sounds that are coming? Like being fully present allows you to decide and see and experience it's safe to be present within the body. And that helps you in the future to process emotions that you haven't been wanting to process because you haven't been in your body. You've been in fight or flight. You haven't, you you don't know what it means to be in the body. You don't know what it means to be present. You don't know what it means to not be constantly on your toes because you were raised in a way that you weren't allowed to. So even just taking those moments of eating a meal, fully present, doing the dishes, fully present, like how can you do your daily tasks, being fully present and the effects that has on your whole well-being. Yeah. So I feel like thing, I honestly just set alarms today on my phone. I think I set four for just checking in on myself. And I feel like, yeah. So with food, let's start with food. I feel like you owe it to yourself. And the only time like in relevance to transcendence and just connecting to that spiritual realm, the only way you're going to connect is if you're in the present. So if you need to figure out a way to get creative, to have that connection, let it start with something that's concrete, like may not be food, your shower, like feel the way the shower hits your skin, brushing your teeth. Don't listen to music. Just like freaking count your teeth or something like get present in that moment. And like, you're so, you'll start to notice like your hits, like like connection with God, intuition, whatever, whatever you're supposed to doing. Like I bring it to food because food is my creativity. Food is my feminine power. Like that's my art. And I love creating different profiles and putting it together. It's an experience for me. And now I get to reap the reward of that. But through that, like I'm healing myself. And if I'm healing myself, then I'm doing a service to everybody else. And so, yeah, it's all about the present moment. And like I said, it doesn't have to be just food. Like you can figure out with anything, put an alarm on your phone. See, how are you doing? Like, how are you feeling? Check in your senses. It can be done with anything. It's just really up to you. Oh, absolutely. That, and I really like the alarm thing because like, I find myself during the day, like, are you clenching your jaw? Mm -hmm. Are you... (laughs) are your shoulders up to your ears? Are you like tense? Are your shoulders rolled forward? I find that, or I found that previously I was stressing out over things that I, I didn't need to stress out, but I was stressing out and my body, you could see it. You could see me stressing out based off of my body, like how I was holding it. How was I clenching my teeth anything like that? And I didn't realize So I was doing it until I stopped and I stepped back and I was like, okay, I I set alarms and I'm like, okay, Whitney, we're going to check in four times a day and see where you are at energetically. Are you stressing over something that you don't need to be stressing at? Where is your energy going? Where, 
where's your energy going? Because being present has been such a difficult task. And I think that that is a lot of people can resonate with that because a lot of people have had so much different trauma within their life that being present wasn't even an option. Um, I found myself as these alarms came up, I was not present at all. And I'm like, Whitney, let's bring it back in. Let's bring it back in. And you have to have grace with and, and make it fun and, and be okay with, okay, I wasn't present right now, but now four times a day, I am present because I'm reminding myself, okay, Whitney, be, come back, be present, relax your shoulders, take a deep breath, spend a couple minutes breathing. I, it's funny because the two things, two most important things you need to survive are breathing and food. And I found myself when I was super stressed in the stressed fight or flight state, I hate to eat. I like, I literally, I like food, but like I could go all day without eating. And so I had to focus on prepping meals so that I was eating during the day. And then I found myself who I'm interviewing next. I don't know if you know her, but it's Dr. Bonita and she's a chiropractor in Coeur d'Alene and she does a lot of um, breath work and she does adjustments without the pop and it's, it's like a meditation session. So it's really emotional at the same time. And I started seeing her and the hardest part of the whole thing was I needed to focus on my breath. And I'm like, I hate breathing. My relaxed state is laying here, not breathing, just feeling. And I'm like, Whitney, you need oxygen (laughs) to get to your brain. And I was fighting it. So I would go through the day and I'd be like, when was the last time that I actually slowed down and just took a breath and it, and really just sitting down and looking at those two things, the two things I need every single day is food and breathing. I need oxygen. I just needed to slow down with those things. I needed to add more of that into my life. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. And it's like two things I that came to mind it's sad that that's like where we're at you know like it's sad I don't want to say the American culture but you know it kind of is we live in a society that we're on the go and people can't even remember to do the basic fundamentals of fucking being alive and that's eating and breathing and drinking water and like being in this constant state of stress so that totally makes sense because I've been there and I still am there some days like being a mom and having this little baby that I'm nursing and still working and growing a business. Like, girl, I get it. Like, I'm like, Oh my gosh, wow. Have I, have I been breathing at all or like driving? Right. I'm like, how did I not run into anything? Because I don't think I paid attention to this drive at all. Like, right. I was not <laughs> present whatsoever. I was way in my head. <laughs> if you flip me off, I don't know, but I'm sorry anyways. <laughs> but honestly, like, it's hard. It's hard to just be like, Hey, be present. So to anybody that like, don't, doesn't even know where to start. Like it is hard. But the thing is, it's like, you can't really start until you're ready. You can't force it. Otherwise you're just going to fucking hate it. Mm -hmm. Forcing yourself. Like I used to, I I don't know. I couldn't meditate, man. I tried to meditate. You know, that's what everybody says kind of when they start, but like, it was freaking hard. And I kept trying to force it, force it, force it, because apparently that's what you're supposed to do. You know, when you're, on the path of spirituality, you meditate and I was forcing it. I was getting pissed off. And it's the same thing with anything that you do. That's just an example. If you're forcing yourself to eat and you're not eat healthy and you're not ready, like you're just going to end up right back where you are. You have to take that step and be like, yes, I want to nourish my body with good food. And 
I think a big part for me was like the scare tactic. Like I can invest money into my health and well-being right now, or I could pay for it later down the road. I want to feel good in my fifties and my sixties and know that I'm still young rather than like what my family says, my dad's about return 50. He's like, I'm getting old. I can't do this. That's always like what he says. And so, yeah, just like making those small changes, but waiting till like you're ready to take that leap and not knowing it doesn't have to be like a fucking big leap. It's just small changes. Swing open big doors, you know, just one little thing at a time. It's your own timing. Right. And that's, and I think that was a big uh, theme for 2020 for me was you don't have to do it all at once. You can take this one step at a time. So maybe that's drinking a glass of water before you have your coffee in the morning. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's adding celery juice to your morning routine before you drink your coffee in the morning. Yeah. (laughs) Turning off your phone while you are going to, when you're ready to go to bed and not having that go off next to your head all night. Maybe that's praying over your food, taking that 30 seconds to pray over your food, thank the universe for that food in front of you and bless it. It doesn't have to be a big, crazy task. It can be just a little one step at a time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's full, what being present is is you can see the big picture. You can have that vision. You can, you can look at where you want to be, but then it's stepping back and being like, I'm just going to take this one step at a time, no matter what that looks like. Yeah. And you owe that to yourself too, to give yourself grace. And like when you start a new habit, obviously it's not going to be perfect unless you're like my mom and she seems to do it effortlessly. It seems like she always <laughs> conquers her freaking goals, man. I don't know how she does it, but for me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have my glass of water, which I usually do at least half a glass of water before I have coffee in the morning, but it took time to get there. So if I forgot and be like, okay, let me have some water right now. Listen, I'm not going to chug a glass of water. I don't want to, but maybe right. I'll sip on it with my coffee. And like, those are the small things. Like it doesn't have to be a certain way. Like you get to create your right. experience. And right. when you have that, that thought, like if you were like, oh shit, I forgot to do this. Well, you're thinking it now. Like take that as a sign. Right. Set aside that time. Go drink your water. Okay. Right. You forgot to eat, like eat something real quick. Like take, have that experience. Like it doesn't have to be, that's how you create the habits. It's just the acknowledgement. And that's so key. And I always tell that to people too. Like, oh, I, I realized this. I'm like, dude, you have awareness. That's awesome. That's the first step. The awareness mm-hmm. is key to everything. Right. Because a lot of people don't even realize that there's a problem. A lot of people right. don't even realize that there, there are changes that need to be made. And just by being aware that, oh, I have this issue or I have this pattern, I have this pattern and I don't want to have this pattern anymore. That acknowledgement mm-hmm. in itself is a huge leap forward because that's where you start creating change, whether that's with your food, whether that's with being present, whether that's with your relationships, whether that's with whatever, acknowledging that there is a a pattern at play that you no longer want at play and simply acknowledging it is the first step in in creating that change. Yeah. And it's powerful. It really is. I I, yeah, it's so crazy how much there's still to grow and like, it always seems like there's work to be done, but that's like the beauty in it too. Right. You know, right. It's like see experience. how far you come. <laughs> right. Right. You've come this far. Look how much farther you're going to make it. But like, look at where you're at right now. 
and, and experiencing that every single day of, I am better than I was yesterday. I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. going to do the same things that I, what's crazy to me is the power of habit and creating new habits and creating change have such a profound effect because you're, I don't know how much you know about this. I'm sure you know a lot um, about the neural pathways that you create just by creating new habits. And so we think, what is it? 80, 90% of the thoughts that we think each day are the same exact thoughts we thought the day before. And so if you're, you're putting a roadblock in that and you're stopping that just once a day and you're like, wait, that's not how I want to think that that aligns with the pattern that I previously have had that I don't want to have anymore. And you're just interrupting that daily, 60 days later, you're not going to be thinking the same thoughts that you were thinking 60 days ago. You're not going to be having the same habits you had 60 days ago, but it takes that daily action. Yeah. It's so crazy. I think I read a book, um, just to put it into perspective with like how much you you have control over what you do. Right. But like, we've kind of been trained subconsciously just to do and be. And so you put into the perspective where you put your thumb out like this and you close your eye, like all you really think about is what you see at the, your thumbnail. Like, so that's like, it's like 10% Mm -hmm. of like your whole image. That's all you really like actually consciously think about. And it's wild because you're up at least usually 16 hours a day. So I don't even know how much 10% that is, but like where you're actually present and conscious, but yeah, like it does take that effort. And I mean, not to like be all mopey and sad, but it is kind of sad that like there's with social, social media is beautiful. I love social media. It's so helpful for like your business, my business, what we want to put onto this world, like as being light workers and stuff. However, like too much of a good thing could be a bad thing and what you're doing with it, the intention behind it. And so we're comparing ourselves so much like that. We're not giving ourselves the grace that we need when we're going through these processes. Like, and I know that I've been there too. When I was first going through all my health issues, I, you know, I still felt a little like shitty, but when I went back for like my annual exam and I was like, not crossing off all the boxes that I was the year prior, I was like, holy shit, that's progress. But I didn't even realize it because I was just so like, honestly, it was probably the subconscious thought of just being where I just felt like I, maybe I was feeling shitty, but then it took that present moment awareness with that paper in my hand. Be like, damn, like I've made change. And that's so cool. We don't think about that. I mean, we do, but like, again, we're always comparing and it's like, this is your journey, not anybody else's. Right. And it's always that it's that take a second to look at at how far you've come, because if you're anything like me, it's you make it to one landmark, you make it to one place that you want to make it to. And you're then you're looking out. Okay, now where can I go? Visionary like, okay, I want to go here. I want to go there. I once you make it, you're like, okay, what's my next goal? Because I'm so goal oriented. But it's okay to spend some time in that space and being like, holy fuck, I did it. Holy Mm -hmm. fuck. I lost the 20 pounds. Holy shit. I haven't ate dairy in 60 days. Holy Mm -hmm. shit. I haven't gotten drunk in a month. Like whatever that may be, allow yourself to celebrate that and be proud of yourself and, and be fully present and honor 
what you really are capable of and what you have accomplished. Yeah. I love that. That actually really resonates with me because I, I don't know who I was listening to, but I was listening to a podcast about celebrating and just celebrating everything. Like I got out of bed today and I brushed my teeth where like, I do my morning ritual of like gratitude, but sometimes I'm like, man, what do I have to be thankful for today? Like, I don't know. But when I think of it in the form of celebration, like, dude, I brush my teeth. I'd brush my teeth every day. But like, when you start to think like, this is awesome. Like I get, I, I like to have my hype man. So if I can be my own hype man, that's awesome. And honestly, these last like few days, I feel on cloud nine. Like it feels so good just to celebrate everything I did. I made dinner tonight. Like I'm not eating my leftovers from yesterday. This is awesome. Or, you know, like, no, celebration. that's key. I love that. I love it. It's working for me. Different different change. I love that. And I'm totally with you. I'm like any, I love hyping up other people. I love hyping up myself. And so celebrations that is like right up my alley. I'm going to have to try that. Uh, one last question. Mm -hmm. Um, what does, what does your morning routine look like? What is your daily habits for your morning routine? Yeah. So I can't say that this happens every day just because I'm a barista too. So some of those days are early mornings and I'm not waking up at four o'clock in the morning right now. (laughs) That's not happening. But yeah. So the first thing I I usually always do when I'm drinking, I have, okay. First thing I wake up and I go pour some water. I start my coffee. It's a French press. So while that's getting ready, I cut myself a quarter of a green apple and dip it in some peanut butter because I, I always wake up hungry now that I've been on this health journey. And I eat that and I have my glass of water. By the time I'm done eating that, my French press has been ready to go. I'm going to make some coffee. I throw in some collagen and some of, I think it's called Laird or lard. I don't know. The Laird creamer. Mm. Um, It doesn't have any sugar, just coconut sugar in it. It's super creamy and delicious. I love it. And then I go sit on the couch and I read my book for at least 10 to 20 minutes. I journal. Um, It always has, I'm grateful for and what my intentions are for the day. There's dogs barking. Um, <laughs> oops. Um, what my intention. So I do three gratitudes and three intentions. And then I pull up my Oracle and I kind of just ask like where spirit wants to guide me for the day. And, or if I made a right decision or something like that, cause I love affirmation. And I kind of just journal about that. Usually how I connect with spirit is through writing. So I'll still be doing, this will be part of my journal process. And then also actually backtrack before I start reading, I ground myself. So I always like picture myself, I take in a deep breath and I visualize growing roots into mother earth. And then when I release, I picture myself, it's a, it's like transmuting. I move that energy, say, thank you. And I blossom into a tree. So I'm a tree. And then I have a bubble around me where the light source is constantly on my head and it's fueling me around, but I'm also taking in the breath of life and filling it to all the empty spaces in my body. And I just tell myself that I'm surrounded by the white light of God. No negative energy or entity may surround me. And I say that at least three times. Thank you, mother earth. As I move all that energy because mother earth loves the shit. So, right, right. and then I start my day with the reading and the journaling. So always got to ground myself. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for getting on here. I'm so excited for everybody to hear this. If people want to connect with you, where can they connect with you? Yeah. Just go to at Crystal Hagel on Instagram. 
podcast. That's a great place. Yeah. Perfect. I will add that to the show notes and um, we will get people talking and um, joining you on social media. And I'm so thankful that you joined us here today. Uh, Thank you, Crystal. Thank you.